0: You hear these words most every Sunday, yet they bear repeating that you have God's grace and you have his mercy and you have his peace in our Lord and our Savior Jesus. We're going to look at the New Testament lesson for this morning from Philippians. I'd like to again just read verse eight. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength, our rock, our redeemer. Amen. This is one of my favorite stories. Forgive me if I've told it to you already before. It's hard to keep track of a story that you just like a lot and you tell a lot as to who you've told it to and where you've told it. It's about a, a, a man who was just uh, Just a a, a, well, I don't quite know how to describe Pastor Bill Schultz. He was just a very special man. He was a classmate of my dad's uh, at the seminary. He he was in my dad and mom's wedding. Um, He was a member at Holy Cross Lutheran Church uh, when I was serving there as pastor. Uh, Just a just a a man who, who did not take himself too seriously. And so you would give Bill a compliment, and it just was fun to give him a compliment because of how he responded to the compliment. You would go up to him and say, Bill, you are the most handsome pastor in the whole church today. And he would just look at you with a deadpan face and say, Oh, you just say that because you know it's true. (laughs) That was his comeback to any compliment that you would give him. Oh, you just say that because... You know it's true. Try that sometime. Next time somebody gives you a compliment, just look them right in the face. Oh, you just say that because you know it's true. See what happens. For such humility, huh? Oh, that we were all so humble, as was Bill Schultz. Seriously. How humble are you? How much humility do you have? Are, are you a fairly humble person? Do you consider yourself to be a fairly humble person? Somebody who is good at putting others before themselves? Somebody who is, is, is ready more to give of themselves than they are to receive something back? You know, here's the truth. No matter how humble all of us might be or any of us might be, none of us can hold a candle or match the level of humility that our Lord Jesus Christ possessed. You see, Jesus was truly humble. In fact, he was nothing but humble. And yes, I say that because I know that it's true. Jesus was nothing but humble. Paul notes what we could consider the epitome of the humility and display of that humility of Jesus Christ with these words. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on a cross. So was Jesus just being humble for the sake of being humble? Or was there something that he desired to accomplish through his emptying of himself, through his humility? Well, let's make that statement a a bit more personal. Was he being humble for you? Was it for you that he left his position as the eternal son of God in order to become the son of Mary and Joseph? Was he humble for you? to lay aside all of the power and all of the authority and all of the grandeur that he had to take on a body that was subject to everything that we know human bodies are subject to was it for you that he laid aside all of that power willingly so many opportunities to use it to better himself, to advance himself, to take care of himself, and then every time he refused to use that power that was right there at his disposal, was it for you that ultimately he humbled himself and allowed himself to be placed on a cross to suffer and die? Now, if you've answered yes to those questions, Why? What are you saying about yourself when you say that Jesus humbled himself like that for me? What you're saying about yourself, isn't it this? Aren't you saying that you are a sinner who is in need of a Savior? That's a pretty humbling thing to admit to, isn't it? It's also the truth. In so many ways, you and I have been anything, anything but humble. We've been proud. We've been self-seeking. We've been self-serving. Look at Paul's words just prior to the text. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And yet we have, haven't we, done things out of selfishness and out of vain conceit. But in humility, consider others better than yourselves. We haven't always considered others better than ourselves, have we? Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And we've done just the opposite, haven't we? We've only looked to our own interests and not really cared about what might be the needs or the concerns of others. I mean, think of your own life this last week in regard, that regard. How many arguments did you have with others which wouldn't have happened if you wouldn't have felt so strongly that you were absolutely the one who was right in that setting? How many people were hurt Because you were thinking only of yourself. How often did you act as though you believed you were better than that other person? Sadly, we just simply each have to say this about ourselves and about being sinners. I just have to say that because I know it's true about me. Same for you. Having said that, remember this. This also is true. Jesus Christ was truly humble. He was nothing but humble. And the reason he did that, Martin Luther, in the small catechism, he asked the question, why did Jesus humble himself? And then he provides this answer. Christ so humbled himself to redeem me, a lost and condemned person. Go back over what Paul wrote about Jesus. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who, being very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, Being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Unless Jesus humbled himself in this way, there would not have been, there could not have been a death on the cross, at least not his death, because as true God, eternal God. He couldn't die if he just simply stayed in that state. Could have he? Only if he left that state and entered into our world, into our lives, into our body, only as a person, only as one of us, could he take our place on the cross and there die for us. And he did just that. Didn't he? How do we say and confess it in the creed? We're going to say this in a few moments. We say that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. And all of that was done so that we could be forgiven. That's why Jesus humbled himself. Listen to it as Scripture comes back to it time and time again. You know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, Cleanses us from all sin. From Isaiah, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And he had blood to shed. And he had a body which could be wounded and bruised and punished. And he had a life to lay down only because he humbled himself and willingly, freely took all of that upon himself. Jesus wasn't selfish, was he? Nor was he conceited nor did he think that he was too good to do what he was doing, because after all, he was laying down his life for sinners. He did look to the interests of others. He was nothing but humble. And yes, we say that together, because we know it's true, don't we? And in Jesus, you and I stand forgiven of all of our sins. How does that make you feel? Does it make you feel great? Does it make you feel as though you want to do something for him? Are you feeling a sense of needing to respond to what Jesus said? Has done for you? Paul offers to us three ways to respond to what Christ, out of his humility, did for us. One is to bow our knees to Jesus. The other is, the second is to, to use our tongues to confess his name. And the third is to seek to be more humble, to take on a servant's heart. What do each of those three look like in our lives? Well, bowing the knee to Jesus, bowing your knees to Jesus, looks exactly like what you're doing right now. Being in God's house to worship him. To, to we no, we didn't get on our knees literally, but when we said that word, Hosanna, Lord save us, that's from the knees, isn't it? And from the heart. Using your tongue to confess his name also looks like what you're doing now as we sing as we confess as we pray that's using our tongues to confess his name it also looks like this when you tell somebody else about the love of jesus or when you invite someone to come and join you for worship of jesus and being humble being a servant it might look like this it might be you asking your spouse, asking your family, what can I do to help you? How can I make life better for you today? What can I be doing for you? Or to be the first, when there's an argument in your home, to be the first to say these words, I'm wrong. And when you catch your husband being more humble than usual or when you catch your wife being more humble than usual or your children being more humble than usual or a fellow brother or sister in Christ being more humble than usual, tell them, oh, you're just being such a truly humble person. Who knows? Maybe they'll put that look on their face of Bill Scholz and say right back to you, oh, you just say that because you know it's true. The fact of the matter is this, we can be that. We can be those kinds of humble, truly humble servants. We can do that, be that, because what Paul says about Jesus is most certainly true. He was truly humble for you. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.